I really talk about three different things when it comes to this process. The very first thing is your money personality. I talk about your money personality because it is innately how you are born to think, Mm. right? Like, so, you know, I'm an introvert. I have certain tendencies. Welcome to the Planner Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Vianna Ortiz, your planning and business coach and strategist. This podcast was created to give you practical and actionable strategies for planning, while paired with conversations about hot topics, tough topics, interviews with business owners and influencers, as well as tips on business and following your passion. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Planner Talk podcast. My name is Vienna Ortiz, and today I have a really exciting guest with me. I am so excited to have her on. I've been watching her YouTube channel and following her on Instagram, and I finally get to talk to her in person. Um, But we have Elena from The Organized Money here on the podcast. She is at The Organized Money. She has a YouTube channel. She has a membership. She has courses. She has a shop. I mean, she does it all. So I am so excited to have her. And today we're going to talk all about money. So if you need some money help like me, today is your podcast. This podcast is your podcast. (laughs) So welcome, Elena. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to be on. Yes, yes. I am so excited to have you on. You're such a, I was just saying before this, you're such a wealth of knowledge in so many things. Like just in case you guys don't know, she doesn't just talk about money. I know that might seem like she does because that's her name, but she talks about so many things, planning and routines and just everything. So check her out. Um, But I do have a little icebreaker question for you to kind of get us started. Sounds good. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. So what are your top three favorite planning supplies? So my top favorite are the Papermate Ink Joy 0.7 pin medium point. I love it in red and black. If you watch my channel for any amount of time, then you definitely have seen these pins come out of the pocket. I love them. I also really love small functional stickers. So since I'm a very functional planner, a lot of times when I'm using like the bigger happy planner sticker books, they can get cumbersome because I like to do a lot of writing in my planner. So those small little round stickers that you probably can find like anywhere. I love those. I really love those because I love being able to add stickers after the fact. So I'm, I'm, I'm writing all the way through and then I'll add little stickers here and there. My third one is white out I'm very simple but I I like because I'll scribble all the way through my planner I'm not like my handwriting is neat I will say that because a lot of people will tell me you know it still looks neat but my handwriting is neat but I still don't um, take extra care with how I write in my planner. So I love having white out on deck so that I can always white out any scratch outs that I have. Yay, I love that. I love that whiteout is in there. I <laughs> I know it's like a weird one because most people have like washi tape and all this other right. stuff. But really, those that's my three. The pin, so the whiteout, and those functional stickers, and I'm good to go. I'm with you on the I know I scribble like crazy and I just it's fine. Like I I'm good with it. So we're on the same page. <laughs> so my next question is how did you start the organized money and how did you find the planner community like what made you like 
start this platform for yourself because it's amazing. You have such a great empire going. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, I started in 2017, but when I started, um, hence my name, it was really supposed to be about budgeting and um I, I did have a planner. I always had a planner. I've been planning for forever, but it wasn't focused on planning. I was really focused on budgeting and talking about money. Well, what ended up happening is right after I started my YouTube channel, because I, if you go to my super, super early videos, they're really face fronting videos where I'm just like talking to the camera and talking about money. Well, what ended up happening is, is I started to realize that a lot of the questions that I was getting were technically about budgeting, but they had more to do with your habits than actual money because it's so closely tied together. How productive you are, how you handle and organize your life really does tell a lot about how you will handle your money. So once I started to see the correlation, I kind of did a, a little shift and I really revamped what I wanted to talk about and really started talking about just planning productivity and money together. And it started with my own personal journey, which I feel like that's kind of like a, where a lot of creators come from. You're trying to get yourself together. Yeah. I just had, I had a baby um, and now I have two little girls mm -hmm. and me and my husband were married, but we were YOLO, living it up, right. not worrying about a budget. <laughs> we just live in life and we were living check to check. And it was, it was just, it was a sad time because we had this little life to take care of and we're trying to figure out how we're going to take care of it. So I was like, we got to get it together really, really swiftly. And so my journey started because I wanted to try and help my family. And then it led me to YouTube to help some friends so that I could help them. And then it started to grow into this community. But it started off with just me talking about budgeting and then it was planning and then it was productivity and now here we are what three four years later and it's been an amazing journey because I've met so many wonderful people in this process yeah. and they can relate to my journey as well and I get to share it and it also keeps me very accountable right, right. <laughs> when you're telling thousands of people your story then it's like well okay I gotta stay on it because I'm telling everyone my journey they're telling me theirs we're sharing our joys, we're sharing our sorrows, yeah. you know, and it's just all helpful to where you know you're not on this walk alone. You're not doing this alone. There are other people who are walking and cheering you on as well. Oh, yes, I love that so much. And you touched on this next question a little bit, but even further, you know, because the question is what encouraged you and gave you the motivation to start your financial journey? And you touched on that a little bit, but touch a little bit on like what that transition looked like for you. Cause I think a lot of people assume, you know, when you're, when you're here talking about things on the internet and you're talking about like financial stuff or even just planning stuff, people tend to think that it always came super easy, really quick. And it, you know, and it can, cause there's some things it sometimes can in a sense that like you, your brain just kind of works that way and you want to share it with people, but it's not always an easy transition in your own journey. So talk about that a little bit, like how that, how long that transition 
was for you to really get from where you were to where you are now. Yeah. And I talk about this often because my journey actually began in 2012. 2012 is when I really was like, okay, we're going to, because that's when my daughter was born. She was born in 2012. And I was like, okay, this is going to be the time. We're going to get it together. I'm going to start budgeting and everything's going to be perfect. Right. And I create this amazing budget on a Sunday and by Tuesday, I've blown it. Right. right. It's, it's out the window. We're eating out. We're not, we don't care anymore. Right. Uh-huh. But, and, and I had that cycle that, that, that was like a cycle for maybe the first six months of my journey where I kept creating budgets and I kept failing at them. This is before I even was on YouTube, but what ended up happening was that I kept trying because I had friends who were kind of cheering me on in the process. And once I got the hang of it, and and I know that everyone's journey is not the same because on it took me about almost a year to really get down with budgeting, like mm-hmm. consistently. And to be honest, it took me almost three years to really get consistent with my planning system. Right. So once I was able to combine the two, Um, and start my YouTube channel, that's when I started to see a major shift in my overall financial journey. When I learned how to plan my life, like actually plan it and budget, that's why I always say we talk about planning life and managing money because the two together is what when I started to see a major shift when I wasn't like just making these budgets and blowing them and I was planning consistently, that's when it started to make that a major shift. But it took me about a year to get adjusted to budgeting and about three years to find a planning system that worked for me. So I tried Spiral, I tried Bound Books, I had a Passion Plan, I had an Erin Condren. And so when people see the Happy Planner and my discount system, they're like, oh my goodness, how do you always know I didn't? I did three years to keep switching planners to find out that that was the one that worked for me because I kept going back to it. So, you know, just stay encouraged on your journey because it's a journey, you know, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Yeah. That's such a good point that you're making. Um, Yeah. A lot of people look at, you know, where, where I am now and how content I am with some of the things that I do. And I'm like, it was not always like this. Okay. It it takes time. (laughs) Um, But I'm with, like, I'm with you back in 2012. I, that's where I am right now in the sense that with budgeting, I will also create this fantastic budget. And then within like you said, like a day or two, it's all out the window. Something came up randomly that like, you know, wasn't supposed to be there. Somebody's birthday, I forgot. And so I'm buying a present. It's always something. And so you give up. And I think it also has to do with like, maybe that kind of black and white kind of thinking too, where it's like, if you mess it up, then you're just done. Like, just give it up altogether. It's either going to be a good budget and you're going to do it or not. (laughs) Right. And so maybe that's also a mindset too, that we have to work past, but it's encouraging to know that it's not always easy in the beginning and it takes time, you know? (laughs) Just think about it. Think about it as when you first have a baby, right? When you have Mm -hmm. 
a newborn baby, you have to spend a lot of time with your baby. You have to, you know, your baby's crying and you don't know what's wrong, right? It, it, are you hungry? Are you sad? Are you, are you, your stomach hurts? Like what? I don't know what's wrong. And so when you're brand new to budgeting, a lot of times you can create this budget and then it can all fall apart. And you, it's hard to figure out what you're doing wrong in the beginning. Right. But when that baby gets around three years old, right. four years old, your baby starts to say, mom, my stomach hurts. Mom, I have a headache. Mom, I'm hungry. But it, they, they start to talk back and they start to tell you things. And so what I tell people about the budgeting process is think of it that way. When you're starting out, you got to spend a lot of time with it. You're going to, you know, feel yeah. like you don't know and you feel like it's hard. But as time goes on and you get a little bit better and a little bit better, you're going to start having those days where you can see, okay, I can see what's coming down the line. This yeah. happened last year. I'm a little bit more prepared and I'm ready. And it, it just takes time to get there. That's such a good analogy. I love that. I'm right on board with you. With that. <laughs> you mentioned a little bit about your happy planner um, and how that's what you use for everything, right? You basically use that for everything. And so, you know, talk about that a little bit. How does that help? Like, how does it help your personal planning life as well as your finances? And do you have a financial routine, like a budget routine that you do? And what does that look like? So I do have, I, I am in love with the discount system, mainly because I love creating inserts. I love adding my own inserts. Yes, I'm into, a Franken planner as well. I know. I, I watch your channel. So <laughs> I watch your channel. So I, and I, I like love all, all of the Louis Vuitton. I'm like, one day I'm going to get a desk agenda. I love it. But <laughs> I see you with that. Yes. I promise you it's happening. It's on my wish list. It's going to happen. Yes. But like the, the customizable, creating your own inserts is what really drew me to Happy Planner is the Franken planning system. It's right. that ability to build what you want that can fit your life exactly. Right. Um, and, and I feel like it's, it's a great system, mainly because we have different seasons in our life, right? There are different times where different things are happening. You could be getting married, you could be having a baby, and you're able to customize and move around your planner in order to fit you. And so that's the reason why I love that system so much. But what I was also able to do is to add in my own budgeting inserts Right. into this system and create this budget planner that really helps me to frame what exactly I need for my finances. So I have a daily money routine, weekly, quarterly, monthly. Right. I have all like right at the front of my planner where I'm able to keep up with my routines. I also have my savings system in there, my sinking funds and my paycheck budgets where I'm able to look at my paycheck routine for the entire week and kind of keep up with that. So being able to customize it all and keep it all yeah. in this one system and write everything out every single week and keep up with my expenses, because I also have an expense tracker in there as well, helps yeah. me so much because I spend, and I tell people, it doesn't take long, 10 minutes every single morning looking right. at my transactions and I'll just write them down, compare it to my budget. Where am I? If I'm overspending, can I fix it? If not, okay, maybe we blew the budget this week, but we just keep trying and keep getting better and better right. at it. Right. And I know you have your own planner, 
right? Yes. 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 And, you, and you sell inserts. Yes. So I have two. I have an hourly planner that I created, which I wasn't even out to create the planner, but what ended up happening was Happy Planner um, discontinued the ha the Happy Planner big hourly. So okay. I love yeah. the big planner. So I love the eight and a half by 11 planner yeah. and they discontinued it for the big, the hourly planner. So I was like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? They discontinued it. <laughs> and I was like, well, I create inserts. So maybe yeah. I can create a planner. And I lit, I told everyone on YouTube, I was like, I'm thinking about creating my own guys. What do y'all think? And everyone was like, yes, do it, do it. Right, and that right. gave me the encouragement to be honest. And so I created the hourly planner. And then after I did that one, um, no, I actually did the budget one first. I, right. they, cause their budget planner didn't really have all of the things that I needed. Right. And so I created the budget planner. I created an hourly planner and I love them both. And I include them within all of the other happy planners that I have. Okay. I love that. Yes. <laughs> That's so good. A question that came up as you were talking was, um, how do you mend like the using a card and like also, because I know people do like cash envelopes. I know that I've tried and, I, and it was very confusing for me because I was like taking money out of this envelope because I didn't have a certain envelope with me. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I have to refill that envelope back because I took money, I borrowed money from that envelope and it was starting to get so confusing. And so um, how do you mend the two, like using your card digitally and then also keeping up with your budget? Like on so, paper. So I was using cash only. That changed right. only because my husband is not a cash carrier. Okay. So it was like, try, you really have to figure out the cash yes. system if you want to use it on a consistent basis, especially when we were in quarantine. That's when it really changed because a lot of people weren't taking cash. Oh, Everyone was like, yeah. you know, COVID, do you have a card? That kind of thing. So we ended up switching over to using um, our credit cards, which actually has been working out best for us because we get points from our credit card and I just pay it off. I pay mine off every single week though. Okay. So the way that we currently are monitoring our spending, when all of our, um, I get paid randomly, you know, I'm yeah. a full-time YouTuber right. <laughs> and I have a shop and, you know, so it's like money kind of comes in the account, but when money goes into my business account, I just let it go in. And then once a week I pay myself. So when I pay right. myself, I'm moving the money from my business account into my bill account. And then once it hit my bill account, I will say, okay, what bills am I paying this week? I pay those bills. Whatever money I have left over for my variable spending, I leave it there. I just let it right. sit for the entire week. And we spend on our credit card. Gotcha. I track my expenses every single morning, like just looking at how much I'm spending at the, at the end of the week. I pay that card off with the okay. money that's left over in my bill account. And then I repeat the process the very next week. That has been working for us because my husband has a credit card. I have a credit card. Right. We're able to just kind of use it. We don't still get hit with interest or anything because I'm paying it off oh. every single week and it's helping our credit scores. So it's just like all over working for us. Yeah. If 
If you aren't in a position where you have a paid off credit card, where you feel like that would work, you could definitely do the exact same thing with like a debit card or, you know, your spending account. I just always, I, I love using the credit cards because they do have a little bit more protection on them yeah. than debit cards. However, the same process can work either way. So that's the way we have been monitoring our spending. I still do have some sinking funds saved mm -hmm. by cash. Um, so I'll take out some money and put it aside into my cash envelopes for sinking funds. That's just for something random comes up with the car. I have the cash set aside for that, but I don't do it for spending anymore because it was really challenging. <laughs> so I feel you on that. I feel it was really, really, I was, tr I tried, like yeah. we really, really tried, but I feel like if you and your spouse aren't both cash spenders, that yeah. can be really difficult. And yeah. especially if you like to use your phone to buy stuff or you're, yes. you know, an Amazon shopper. Like I was like, okay, this is, I'm going to have to deposit the money. Then <laughs> oh, go yes. This is too much. It is too much. So I was like, it's okay. I'll just pay it off every week. And that has been working for us. Oh, that's so interesting. I love that. So you have like a bill account to, or like something where you just put money in and it's just for bills. Yes. Oh, so I have, we have four accounts. Um, we have our bill account, five if you count my business account as well. Right. But I, I have my business account. I have my bill account. We have a spending account. That's where we can, if you wanted to just swipe your card, but right. I don't confuse it with my bill money just to make sure yeah, move right. money into that account. I have a short-term savings account, and that is for all of those random little things that come up. Somebody's mm -hmm. birthday, I forgot. We got to get a gift. We got to yeah. do this. So I have a short-term savings account for that, and then I have a long-term savings account, and that's our emergency fund. So those are the five accounts that I have. Oh, okay, interesting. I know I'm getting all all detailed on you. Yeah, no, that's it's good. interesting <laughs> for me because you know it's interesting to know what works for other people and like mm -hmm. what I can add to you know, what I'm doing or not doing. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Um, so I want to know, what are your top three tips when it comes to managing a budget? So, you know, people are trying to make a budget and what would be your top three tips for that? So my first tip is to give yourself grace. And I know <laughs> that <laughs> that is probably, it's, it's not technically a money tip, but your mindset and how you feel about this process is probably going to be the biggest thing that's going to help you through this journey altogether. Mm -hmm. If you feel like, you know, you're defeated or if you mess up, look, give yourself grace. You're a new mom, right? We're just, you're, you have that little baby. You're just trying to figure it out. You're doing your best. So definitely take your time with it. Know that it takes on average about three months to get adjusted to using yeah. a budget. So 90 days, three budgets, at least yeah. on a monthly uh, process where you kind of can start to get the hang of it, but more than likely you're going to blow a couple of budgets before yeah. you start to get into that habit. So know that as a fact. The second thing is, is that when you're starting off a budget, 
think of it as you're starting off or something new, a work, new workout routine. You have to spend a lot of time with it when you just start off. Mm-hmm. After a while, you get better. You kind of get accustomed. You kind of like now I can kind of splurge a little bit more. I don't have to watch every penny. Like I said, the money kind of, you know, it goes into my bill account. And then at the end of the week, I'll like look at everything and I might be able to just pay the whole thing off. I'm just like, I don't have to watch every single cent the way I did when I first started. Right. So just know that even though you're doing this process now where you have to look deeply at your numbers, it won't always be like that. After a while, it starts to get automated, like your savings, your investing, you're just kind of, everything just kind of flows and it won't always be that way. So just know that when you get to this flow, which is going to happen, and when those habits kick in and you kind of know yourself and you know how you're spending, it won't always be this difficult. And the third thing that I would say is try and look at it I've said it before, but I'll say it again as a marathon. Look at it as a journey. Don't try and rush. I told this story on my channel. I'll say it again. When I first started, I was trying to hurry up and be debt free. I wanted to be debt free. I'm debt free. <laughs> yes, you know, everybody, yes. you see the screams. And the, David Ram, the Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. Right, I paid off $100,000 yeah. in a week and a half. Like, I wanted to be that person, right? So, what I did was, is we had saved like about maybe 15000 10000 somewhere around there. We had saved a nice right. amount of money. Yeah. And I was like so excited, but I was all in on the paying off debt. So I took, let's say we had 10,000, I took nine and I paid off a credit card. And I'm like, okay, we we paid off that credit card. We're on our way. And I didn't have any money in savings except for that $1,000. When I tell you anything that could go wrong, (laughs) went wrong. Anything that could break in my house. (laughs) broke when our car broke down then the refrigerator went out our washer went out the the kitchen flooded we had a pipe burst in our kitchen it was like what is happening (laughs) (laughs) and you know what we had been in our house it was like almost 10 it was like around the time where they say most things just start to break. It's just like everything waited until I had no money <laughs> and it all broke. So what ended up happening is I had to use my credit card. Right. So I felt so defeated because I was like, I was, I had just paid off this credit card. Now I have put like five, $6,000 on this card. Right. I don't have any savings anymore. I had right. lost all my savings. So it's like all my savings was gone and I still have a credit card. What am <laughs> I doing? But I say that to say, because I was trying to sprint to the finish line. I was wow. trying to rush the process. I wanted to hurry up. But if you look at this journey as a holistic approach, keep saving, do everything like invest, save, pay off debt and look at it as a marathon. Like we're going to get to the finish line. I just got to stay focused on the whole view and not just focus on being debt free and not just focus on having a whole bunch of money and savings, not just focus on one part, but focus on it all. You're going to get there. And when you get there, it's going to be so much better because right. Right. you won't just have one piece of the pie. You'll have the whole thing. Oh, thank you for sharing that. That is so, <laughs> I'm so sorry that happened. <laughs> 
you know, I was like, maybe it was just supposed to happen so that I have this story, but okay, it yeah, was, the story or a lesson, <laughs> whatever. And, and you know what? I, because the crazy part is I had did a video when I paid off all my credit cards. Uh-huh. I did a video. It was like, I'm credit card debt free. <laughs> and then I had to come back just like kidding. a couple months later and say, yeah, remember when I did that video? Yeah. Scratch that. I'm not. <laughs> But I love that you owned it and you were like, this is what I learned, you know, you from know, it. One thing that I've realized in having my YouTube channel is if I can't, because I share my numbers and because it's right. like, I have to be honest and transparent. I have to tell people, hey, even though I teach this, doesn't mean that it all works out for me either. Yeah. I like the whole point is not for you to just admire my finances. The point is, is for you to understand that it's a journey and in journeys, you're going to have some valleys. You're going to have some hills. You're going to have some great times and you're going to have some hard times. And if I don't share my hard times, then it will make it seem like something's wrong with you. And I'm great. And you're just, but (laughs) in reality, it's like, no, this can suck for all of us at certain points in time. And I've had it happen. And now I have the video to show you (laughs) where it happened and where I, you know, had to like revamp my entire process, but it was great to be able to share that with everyone. Yeah. I love that, but I'm, I'm so sorry for that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that sounds like, I mean, we've all been there. It's like, wait, what? You have a flat tire and you have to change the transmission or whatever it is. And it's like, what? (laughs) It is Murphy's law. And when I tell you, he came, Murphy came and sat on my house. I was like, I just can't believe everything that could break. My husband was like, what is happening? I was like, maybe it's just time for everything to break. I don't know. There you go. It was crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. But that brings up a good point and And something that I wanted to bring up, which is that, you know, to those that say they're just bad, at managing their finances. You know, like I, I could definitely say that I fall into that category where I would just say, I'm just bad at money. I'm just bad at managing my finances. You know, my husband does a lot of it, but I would like to be involved and I want to know, and I want to be smart at it. You know, like, I, I mean, growing up, English was my thing. Like I wasn't very good at math. Let's, I mean, I'll just put that out there. And so I have this mindset that I'm just not good at it. I'm just bad at it. And I wanted to know, what mindset shifts I need to make and any listeners that feel the same way need to make. And you kind of touched on them a little bit already, which is great, but I would love to not feel like I'm just bad at it anymore, you know? (laughs) And I'll say this, there is no such thing as being bad at (laughs) money because money, if if you really, really think about money, money is a tool. It's a resource. It is Mm-hmm. it really it's it's something that kind of it leaves your hand and it comes back it is really about finding out I really talk about three different things when it comes to this process the very first thing is your money personality I talk about your money personality because it is innately how you are born to think mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. so you know I'm an introvert I have certain tendencies. I, you know, like you have to know different things about yourself and how it relates to money. And there are five money personalities out there. Like, are you a spender? Are you a saver? Are you a risk taker? And I have a video that's out there. If anyone's interested on the five money personalities, okay. 
But the first thing that you need to do is figure out which one you are. And yeah. if you know which one you are, then it, it can help you to find the pros and cons. And I know a lot of times people feel like, oh, I wish I was the saver. That sounds like that would be the best money personality, right? right. But in reality, they, they both, they all have pros and cons. Right. Every single money personality has pros and cons. So you have to know okay, if I am a saver, you could possibly be saving too much and still yeah. missing out on money or inflation could be eating it alive, right? We, we would still need to figure out how that relates to your life. Or you could be hoarding it and stingy yeah. and not giving to your friends yeah. and your family. It, there are so many things that really go into this. So that's the first thing you have to figure out is your money personality. The second thing you have to figure out is your money history. So your money history is your childhood house. How did you grow up? What were, what were the words that were said around you when it came to money? If you were told as a child, money don't grow on trees and we don't have money for this and we don't have it, that has an effect on you to where you start to get a scarcity mindset when it comes mm. down to money, right? So now I feel like money doesn't grow on trees, so I need to hold on to it. I can't spend my money. I need to do this, right? And that materializes as we get older. We will start to react different ways to money because of our money history. So you definitely have to pay attention to your money personality. You got to pay attention to your money history and you got to pay attention to the different things that you're you're saying out loud about the money that you have, like your mindset when it comes down to it. Do you have a scarcity mindset? Do you have an abundance mindset? And usually your personality and your history kind of all twined up. It will tell you your overall mindset and help you to start to shift. I realized when I first started my journey, I had a scarcity mindset. I had this mindset of if I spend this money, it's not going to come back to me. I'm going to lose my money. Oh my goodness. We're going to lose our house. Everything's going to fall apart. Right. And I'm just so bad at this. What if, what if I make a mistake? And really that mindset will make you start to believe that you can't make more money. Mm. I would never focus on, on my income. It was like not even a goal of mine to even think about my income. I was only focusing on how much I should be saving that I never focused on. But what if you made more, right? What if you make more money, right? (laughs) That's That's a possibility, but it wasn't in my mind. And so I had to change my mindset around how I viewed money, how I saw it coming to me, my abundance, my, you know, my history, my personality, and deal with all of those things. So I have like some videos out there, if anybody's interested, and a playlist on these topics. But yes, you guys. I really believe that <laughs> yes, so I believe they're all on YouTube. But I believe that those are the things that really kind of will help us deal with those things because a lot of times we just look at it as oh I just need to budget more I just need to save more Mm. and you're you're looking at the surface but when we impulse shop when we it's deeper than just Mm. oh you can't spend you know you're just bad with your money you're just spending but it's a feeling 
that we feel that is causing us to swipe our cards when yes. we know we shouldn't be swiping our cards. Yes. We're tying it to our happiness some kind of way. We feel like this one purchase is going to make us feel a certain way. And right. that's what we need to get to the bottom of. Why do you feel like you need to spend your money this way? Why do you feel like you need to save? Why do you feel like you don't have enough? Why? And mm. once we get to the root of that, then we can start to make the changes to our habits and our routines and all of the other things that will actually help us to get where we want to get with our money. Oh, that's so good. That's like <laughs> such a great answer to the question better than you know could have imagined. And you're so right. I, I remember being younger, I don't know, maybe 19, 18, 19, and I would go and buy something and I would immediately feel regret and I would want to take it back. And sometimes I would, sometimes I would take it back. And you know, I, I think it's just, there's so much to it, you know, and I think, and it, yeah. you know what that is, that is, you have probably have two parts, two types of money personalities mm -hmm. that are working at the same time. So I can tell you this because I know, um, I had, I had that at one point in time. So there, like I said, there are five money personalities, yeah. but if you are, you have a, a big personality. You, you can have dual personalities during this point. So let's say you're right. a spender and a saver. You can be both. You okay. can definitely be both. But one is dominant at certain times. Right. And the reason why buyer's remorse comes in is right. when you're in the store, uh -huh. your spender month, it's, uh -huh. it's at its top, right? Like, oh, I get this, I get the buy. And then when you get to the parking lot, your saver kicks in like, why did you spend all that money? Go bring right. that The buyer's remorse kicks in. And so knowing our money personalities and knowing which one is trying to kick in at what time helps us mm. to manage them a little bit better. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, I think it, you're right. I think it's just, I want to have the ability to buy, <laughs> but I don't really want to buy. So I feel bad after the fact. It's, there's so much I feel like that goes into it. It really so is. It oh, really, really is. Oh, goodness. That's so great. Um, so that really answers my next question. Like, you know, you gave a lot of advice if people are feeling overwhelmed or bad at money. Really, first of all, just go check out her videos and figure out <laughs> your money personality because I'm going to do that right after this. Um, but something else came up as you were talking or even back before when you were talking, you mentioned how habits affect how we budget. And this is kind of taking a left turn from what we're talking about, but I wanted to touch on that a little bit. Um, you said planning really, you know, is involved in all of this. And I highly agree. Um, but how do habits play into what we're doing with finances? So when I told you, I told you all, when I first started, I would create these amazing budgets on a Sunday. And then by Tuesday, I'd blown the whole thing. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> what had happened though, is when I really dived into what I was doing, I created a budget on Sunday. It, it was a great budget. Nothing was really wrong with the budget, but my habits weren't aligned with my budget. So I would create this budget. And I said, okay, I'm not going to eat out for the next week. I'm, mm. I'm going to, we're going to, 
right? But then we didn't meal plan, right? I have no meal plan. I didn't schedule. I didn't plan out any, you know, any ideas of what we were going to eat. And then I would go to work. I didn't pack a lunch. I don't, I don't have it. And so what would end up happening is I put myself in a position with my habits of not being prepared. Mm-hmm. So now I'm starving and it's one o'clock and I want to eat and it's too late to try and stick to my budget because I'm, I didn't plan and prepare enough to actually be able to stick to the budget. Mm-hmm. So that's when I realized, okay, it's not really a spending problem. That's the problem here because you're not spending because you're just awful with money and you just, you know, can't help it. You're hungry. Right. <laughs> and you need to eat. Right. right. That, that's a thing that needs to happen. So you just didn't plan well. And so when, when I realized that it was my planning, that was an issue. I said, okay, how can I fix this? I need to plan. And even if you're fixing, like, let's say you don't have time to do a big gourmet meal, maybe I'm saying, okay, I'm gonna get, you know, turkey sandwiches and we're gonna do tuna and I'm gonna do this. Like, but I have to think it through. I just have to think through. Just creating the budget is just the first part. But if you don't have the plan, the, you know, what's going to be in my Amazon cart? Am I going to just purchase my Amazon cart on Friday? Like, am I going to have a review process? Like thinking all of those things through of your overall habits of how you're spending your money helps you with saving it. Oh my God. That's so good. That makes so much sense. (laughs) I don't know how many times I've told myself like, okay, I'm just not going to eat out this month. I'll be good. I'll be good. (laughs) And then I, I'm just like, okay, what am I going to eat? Oh yeah, I'm going to go get this, you know, right. like whatever. It's so true. It's so true. Or like even ah, just the little things like clothing and things like that, you know, if you don't put that in your budget, but you need a specific clothing, like my daughter does dance, maybe she needs dance clothes or something as small and, as that. And that is a good point. Plan, put in your budget for fun. If, oh, yes. if you don't budget for fun, you are setting yourself up for failure. I remember like me and my husband, we actually really love to eat out. Like that is like right. one of so my favorite we. things to do. We <laughs> love to eat out. And so I remember when I would do my budgets on YouTube, a lot of times, you know, every now and then all of us get somebody that's going to be a troll, you know, right. tell us something. We love them. So yeah. So <laughs> They were like, you know, you probably would be able to save so much more money if you didn't spend so much on this and spend money. Like they were analyzing my budget as we were going along. But what what I was what I said was that, but that's not the point. The point is not for me to save every single thing that I have. The yeah. point is not for me to, the point is for me to be comfortable and to be right. happy and still be able to spend my money the way that I want. I have a bigger food budget because I love to eat out. Right. But I'm still investing. I'm still saving. I'm still doing all of the other things too. I, I just told you right now, I'm saving for luxury pur- purchases. There's right. a couple of things that's on my wish list that I want and right. I'm going to get them. Right? right. I just save for them. <laughs> and that's, that's the point. Like, it's not so that you don't shop at all and you don't eat out and you, and you just, you know, you're just going to go to work and you're going to go home and you're going to cook every mm-hmm. single meal. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's not because you're just going to get burnt out and you're going to be sad. <laughs> you're going to want to, <laughs> you're just going to want to end up spending all your money anyway, because that causes us to break down. We feel like we're not living life. Yeah. You got to find a balance budget for fun, 
we have a family entertainment budget. I have a personal budget. I love the spa. I love to eat out. I have just set aside, like I will budget for the entire month and then I'm going to the spa, right? Right. But it's all in there to where I'm saving bits and pieces for even the fun things that I want to do. Such a good point. I, I always say I'm such a like, I'm half like a in the moment person mostly, but then a little bit to the future. But yeah. Because I'm such an in the moment person, I'm like, oh, if I can't do something fun, it feels so constricting. Like it feels so like I want to, I want to do this now. I want to experience this now because I love making memories and I love having experiences. For me, it's all about the experience. Um, but if I'm like saving this money for the future, I'm like, for what? Like for what? For what? You know, like it's right. kind of like <laughs> it's not here yet. What am I? And so it's nice to kind of touch on that a little bit and say you can still do the fun stuff now but remember you do still have the future like you do still have (laughs) to plan for all these other things you know and you can do both you can do both (laughs) yeah totally oh that makes so much sense yeah I I always say that to my husband all the time I'm like 70% now and maybe like 30% in the future (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes um but this was such a great thing I feel like I could talk about this all day but this was such a great conversation and so helpful I think to the listeners and um I'm sure they want to find you now and just go watch and listen to everything that you have to say so what do you have coming up what do you have going now where can they find you list all the things I want to hear it all (laughs) so this is actually perfect timing that we're talking about money because in January right now, I'm guessing it's going to be, we're going to be talking all about, I'm doing a series all about budgeting on paper. So every single Monday at 4 PM central, 5 PM Eastern, I go live on YouTube. Um, and it's on my channel at organized money, but I'm live every single Monday for the month of January, we're going to be focused in on budgeting, answering your specific questions, um, having these types of conversations where we're talking more about mindset and history and habits and routines and how to develop those, especially during the new year. Because, you know, we're we're starting January is the year that we, you know, that's the time that we all want to get it all together. So I'm going to be posting videos um, Wednesday and Friday, going live every single Monday, and it's all going to be about how to start your budget for the new year. We're going to be talking about sinking funds, Perfect. cash envelopes, and all of the things that relate to your budget to help you get started and stick to it. Oh, perfect. Oh, that's you guys head over. It's January 3rd as you're listening to this. So head over and (laughs) jump in on that. But you have other things. I know you have courses. I mentioned it all. I want to know what you have out there for the listeners. Yeah. So the the number one thing that I talk about probably the most is my membership. So I do have a monthly membership called the organized you and within the monthly membership, you do get access to my planner downloads. So all of my, my budget planner, my life planner, and all of the other planners I have, we do weekly classes. Those classes are on Thursdays. So every single Thursday we jump on live. Usually it's on Zoom and we're just talking about different topics there. You also get discounts off of my shop. 
And so you can definitely find out more about that. I'm sure I can send you the link. We could put it in the notes. Yes, absolutely. It'll show. be all the notes. So yeah, we have my monthly membership. And then I also have courses. If you say, you know what? I'm not ready for the monthly thing. Or I don't like subscriptions. I definitely get you. <laughs> I have two courses. One is on, it's called Budget on Paper. And it walks you through the entire process of how to budget on paper. The other one is called How to Start Planning Your Life. And that one helps you build your own planning system. And then the other things is, of course, I have my Etsy shop where you can look at all of my inserts and all of my planners and all of the stickers that I sell over there. And then I'm on YouTube and I'm also on Instagram at The Organized Money. I try and post every single day on Instagram and I post three times a week on YouTube. I know you guys, she is on that YouTube game. I, you guys need to check out her channel. It's amazing. And you don't just talk about budgeting. You talk about planning. You talk about habits. You talk about life, everything. So it's amazing. Yes. Productivity, <laughs> organization, yes. and money is our main topics over there. And we just finished the 25 videos series on um, organiz organizing your life. So if y'all wanted to check that out, I have an entire playlist that you can just like binge watch on a Saturday. There you go. <laughs> it's better than Netflix. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, Elena, I wanted to say thank you so much for being here. It was such a great, you know, just wealth of your wealth of knowledge. You know, you gave so much to us today and we really appreciate that. I'm sure the listeners appreciate that. So just thanks for being here and maybe later on we'll have you on again, but I wish you nothing but the best um in this year <laughs> thank you so much for having me it was fun i love this <laughs> yay